He's a major part of Morning Glory. He's a major, major part. His name is Andrew Webster, and he's on the line. G'day, Webby. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, big week, I'd imagine, then. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, I'm I... just so pumped for Morning Glory tomorrow morning. That's... That's what I'm pumped for, boys. Well, your boss have just your boss has just brushed us. No offense to you. Yeah. I mean, we we love speaking to you, Webby. Well, but do you know what's what's happened to uh, Matthew? No, not a thing. No, no idea. Okay. I seem to be his reserve when he brushes you guys. You come, you come to me. <laughs> well, just never forget. Like, I don't know what that's called. I don't know what that's called. But when I when I was growing up, it was called sloppy seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was either yeah. you or it was either you or Josh Mashud, but yeah. uh, we couldn't get a hold of Josh. So. <laughs> is Josh around? Is he? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, all I know, uh, uh, Webby, is that uh, Maddie yeah. Cavallo came off the bench one day, scored five, and we're expecting yeah. the same for you. Just before we move <laughs> on. You ever yeah. sold shoes, Webby? He was a shoe salesman? Yeah. What was, what your... was that? He, he used to be, he was a shoe salesman. He used to sell shoes. Who? Yeah. Ikevalu. Ikevalu. Oh, was he really? Oh, come on, bro. Hey, what was your first job, Webby? I was, I was, a, I was a Bowser boy, i.e. Mm. petrol pumper at a service station on the highway in Yurunga, where I grew up from about the age of 13. So I, that's when you used to, no self-serve, you used to go and fill up, fill the car up and check the tyres and the oil and yeah. get abused by people. It was great fun. You're not that old. No. I, I can't, that was certainly gone by the time I was a kid. I don't even I know how old Webby I is. I, I couldn't guess. Webby, I, couldn't, I couldn't guess your age, Webby. Webby, I'm going to say 45, 6, 7. <laughs> Yeah, seven, I'll... seven, good guess. Forty-seven. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, it's not. It's, I, I, the scary thing is, I, I look more and more like my father every day. Mm. It's a, uh, it's a big concern, particularly <laughs> when I remember a couple of years, couple of years ago, my, my, uh, my little uh, niece. She was about two years old, and I walked through the back gate, and she looked at me and reached her oh. hands up and went. Poppy, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Webby. Um, we, uh, yes. we, we've been smashed on the text line here uh, mm. about pies. Uh, if you're craving a pie, where, where would you go? Where'd you go to? Mate, I'd like, I'm a Billy's pie. Yeah, well, I don't mind it too. You don't like the Billy's no, pie? No, I do uh, like, I don't mind. I said yeah. last Oh, mate, I tell you what, at the rate you go to Randwick Race Course, <laughs> they have those little mini yes. Billy's pies. They honestly, they had. I tell you what, they had exactly the same pie in the Parramatta, um, in the Combank Stadium yeah, press box right. last Thursday night. Yep. And um, I saw my who else? Who else is there? I saw someone, Christian Nicolucci, my colleague. He had, had about ten, I reckon. Yep. Well, you know what? That, that, that's what brought me to that question, where because you nailed that. I was out there and I'd been eating good all day, and I saw them those little mini pies, and I thought, you know oh, what? I'm going to have one. And I had, I reckon, I had about eight by the end of it. They, they were magnificent. Well, I tell you what, I tell, very you, I tell you why uh, he's been eating pies because, ask Webby, was he seen uh, doing a little bit of pad work? Were you boxing? The oh, other I was. Day? Yeah, down at Rushcutters Bay. I was today, just a couple of hours ago. Spotted, How you know that? spotted, yeah. spotted. Who's no. really? Yeah, yeah. So, that's scary. Who were you? Who were you with? You got? A, have you got a PT? Uh, I, no, I train with this guy. There's a guy I know who, and we, he's, a, he's an old amateur boxer. His name's Chris Ryan, and I, uh, I box with him uh, down there three times a week. I'll tell you where I also tra- – I, um, I trained yesterday at the new Allianz Stadium gym. Oh, how good gym. is it? How good is it? Oh, my God. I felt like I was an NFL player. Did you – Is it two chockers? One of those big, one of those big fat 
tackles. That's what I've done. Did you? Uh, yeah, we're going to call you. We're going to call you the monster. Hey, monster. Yeah. Did you go? Did you get into? You wouldn't be the first. You wouldn't be the first, baby. <laughs> did you get into the plunge pool? The nine degree plunge pool. I actually did. Oh, I did. Awesome. Yeah. Two minutes. I got two minutes. That's two minutes, good. and then I said, "That's enough." But what about um? You feel like you're getting stabbed in the feet. Yeah, but you'll get you if you keep That's doing it. You'll end up getting to 15 minutes. Is it just the most magnificent thing? Is that right? Thing, is it? Oh, it's how good do you feel afterwards? No, the whole thing. Well, that's the thing. So I went with another mate of mine who is an actual, like, a super fit. So he runs ultra marathons and stuff like that. And we went into the sauna where it was 85 degrees Celsius. Yeah. We had 10 minutes in there and then he had 10 minutes in the cold. I only had two minutes. But I came home and had a sleep. I've never felt so calm and yeah. relaxed in my life. Now, Kenty, uh, Kenty. <laughs> Webby, are you doing? Are you oh, no? Because I was I was getting That's to this. Family. No, I was doing this. <laughs> Webby, are you doing the boxing in case you have to throw a few hands yeah. after what we heard about Kenty getting into a little bit of a ruckus with uh, another journo? Does this go on? Uh, this little journo mafia. Well, look, some of those news limited blokes can get a bit punchy <laughs> at functions. I've, I've noticed over the years. Um, but I actually, I'm with Kenty. Oh, look, I don't think. Oh, look, I'm not condoning violence, boys. No, at definitely all. not. But, but I will give Kenty his due. When some of these guys want to have a little shit pot you on social media like they do, they're not so good at backing it up in the flesh. So, mm. um, I, I actually don't. I can see where Kenty's coming from because everyone's got a big mouth until they. You're punched See in you it. Face, face. Isn't he, it. Isn't he, it though? The pen is mightier than the sword, as mm. they say. It can be, mm. and so can the tweet. Yeah, the tweet. Are, are you no. a prolific tweeter? I know you were big on it for a little while. No, I deleted all my social media. Oh, good. I'm trying to eliminate my exposure to idiots. Yeah, <laughs> but you come, but you come yeah, on, yeah, you come on here though. That's exactly what I thought. That's why I mean, you guys aren't idiots. It's good fun. Yeah. What's uh, what's 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 the story been this today? What are the fans talking about? Is it Blake Ferguson? Are they going yes, in that direction? At yes, all? they definitely. They definitely. What's your what's uh, your two bobs, Webby? Look, I think it's completely reasonable. I mean, Blake only earned about eight million dollars in his thirteen <laughs> seasons of NRL. Like, it's completely understandable. The the game should play should pay for his his uh, to straighten out his nose. He's beautiful. Yeah. No. You know, you know, uh, Whitey made a point. Whitey made a point, like to to launch it on social media. No, not not a good look. Not a good look. And and you know what? I it, think if you went quietly, emailed the powers that be. I'm sure, like do it do it without causing all this ruckus. I'm sure they would just. But if it's in the contract, yeah, I know. you cooked. Like, what, it's because he left. It's because he left. Went to rugby. He went to rugby and then he went to the UK. And I think this is part of like the CBA uh, uh, negotiations over the last few months. They're trying to bring in more support, i.e. more money, for players to get surgeries done in retirement. The, pro- the, the impasse between the NRL and the RLPA is that the RLPA want to control all the money. The, the NRL is saying, let's have subcommittees and um, both of us decide who gets the cash. I, yeah, you're right. The way that he went about it, I thought, was silly. I think the thing that I took out of it, guys, was all the f- current players that came out in support of him and just bashed up the league for not looking after him. It just says to me how disconnected yep. those players are, those modern-day players are from the realities of life, where we've got to pay for our own health insurance and, and get things done. Get You know, I just it, it sort of stuns me how... Um, some of the current players are saying that the league's dogging him because they 
not going to fix his nose. Well, you, come on. Yeah, you can understand maybe though why that rule or amendment or whatever the case may be is in the contract because, like, take Blake Ferguson and use another example. Say that I'm playing in the National Rugby League. Yep. And and this is exactly why it would be there. And then all of a sudden I've got a niggling knee injury and I go over and play two or three years in England and then oh. come back and then say to the NRL, oh, my knee's cooked for this, this and this. They'd be saying, well, it wasn't all on our watch. So how do we know? With him it's yes. different because you could clearly see. You know, he, he's playing right wing and his, left, his nose was on the left yeah. wing. You know, like you, you could see that. But if that's in the contract – it's really hard to go over, Brian. It is, but I, I'm with but, the players now, and I think they've got to get in. Not not a, not forever, maybe two or three years after you retire. Going to another sport, definitely no. Okay. That's what he's done. No, I know. That's what, that's what I'm saying. But I'm yeah. just talking about what the players are after now. But it is a, it is a violent, violent sport. And Webby, I know you were saying, but, you know, you, you have to pay for your own, but you're not getting running in it. And a lot of it's a training as well. Yeah. That's the worst. Bit. Aren't I? How, well, Aren't I? Well, I did see you hitting the pad. You've got to work on your jab. Um, I do. I think it can't be uh, f- for – it's got to be a definite number of years. So right at three years after you retire, yep. bang. Within three years. I, I 100% or, agree. Yeah. I do. Or two I think years people underestimate like, – like, like that game last Thursday night, boys, I covered – out at, uh, at Combank and afterwards we went into the rooms afterwards and here's Cameron Munster with a bone sticking out of his ring finger on his right hand. Mm. So you can't tell me that they don't get paid. They, they, they don't deserve the money that they get. I mean, like everyone, I, I think it's a, one of the best pieces of advice I got as a young journo was from Roy Masters who pulled me aside after we had a few beers one night and said, mate, just always be conscious that players go through so much in terms of their not just mentally, but what they put their body through every single week, playing injured every single week. And I don't think, you know, either journos or or um, or the fans understand that. That said, Blake Ferguson did go to Japanese rugby on a, on a deal worth $1.5 million. If he hadn't been busted with cocaine possession mm. and had that contract torn up, are we even having this discussion? No, that's true. So if he managed his money better and if he had have, um, kept his nose clean, for want of a better term then we're not having this discussion at all. So, yeah, fair yeah point. I just find it a bit rich to be asking for money out of the out of the NRL to fix his nose when he's made plenty of money and, you know, hasn't particularly looked after it that well. Now, Webby, I know you are writing Wayne's book. Um, I am. Will that include last Sunday's victory? Will there be anything about it's that? the last chapter. The Dolphins oh, are the last chapter. Wow. Awesome. So come on. Awesome. Come on, long neck. Yeah. Get into the finals. <laughs> I did like your article last week because I envisioned when you said the Roosters, power, uh, powers of B, had a very solemn meeting at the Carla. I could just – I could see they what – They did. Oh, my God, goodness. I would, I would love to have been a fly <laughs> on that wall. I'd spoken – I spoke to Nick Politis that morning. It was like <laughs> – it was like he lost a grand final. Yeah. So it's pretty devastated. I think, you know, I, the Roosters are slow starters, but I, I would have expected – and I know they had injuries before the game and during the game, and they, they've got issues with concussions, but you would have thought they'd perform a little bit better than that. I'm worried about them, to be honest. I, I think it's going to be – I think it's a tricky season for them. Mm, I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be all right. When, yeah, Roger, yeah, when think, Roger comes back. Yeah, but it's no coincidence <laughs> either that the teams who were well, represented over there in England. World Cup, yeah. World Cup. They may have a slower start. Hey, uh, Webby, just with uh, this man, Bennett, and, and he, the Dawn of the Dolphins, is a terrific doco, Stan, and he's so introverted. When you sort of out there interviewing coaches or you've been in behind the scenes, 
Is he completely different to every coach? In other words, a lot of coaches can be very much control freaks. This bloke, he, he makes decisions quick, which which appears in the doco, and, and he seems to just have great trust in those around him. He puts more time in uh, making sure he nails the people around him, and then he just he's almost a project manager. Is that is that how you see how it goes? Uh, I do. It's, it's, it's a big difference, Joel, compared to when he was at the Broncos when they didn't have any of that start, and he was a real control freak in those early days in 1988 at, yep. uh, at Brisbane and him and him and John Rebo basically were putting the club together and they would butt heads because Wayne wanted to control everything. This time around, I think everyone's been really obsessed with um, the squad that he's put together. And if you actually will look at that doco and, I, and, and in the conversations I've had with Bennett about this, he was more concerned about getting the right people in. Yes. So he's got, you know, the, probably the best sort of a, a, a coach coming uh through in Christian Wolf, he's got Nathan Fien as an assistant. He's got um, he's got Peter O'Sullivan as his uh, recruitment man. He's got Jeremy Hickman's who's one of the best SNCs in the game. So he's got all the right staff in there, and that's probably the best way to to um to build a club. Uh, I, I thought I thought it was no surprise that the best player on the field last Sunday was Felice Kafusi. Yeah, he was that? the first player, he was the first player that they signed, mm. and he you know made a point of showing why. Bennett signed him, um, but yeah, I, I I think he's just more worried about long term. Like the, the they just don't want the sugar hit of, of winning a stack of games in the first season. I'm sure they'll take it, but Bennett was always very big on just making sure they got the right people in first, uh, even more so ahead of who they signed. And you know, it's a it's a it's a smart strategy. It's worked and he, it's worked for him in the past. Mm. Webby, we had a, a question without notice. We had a text the other day talking about third party agreements. Is there a limit mm-hmm. to how much a club can pay? Uh, or is there a limit to how many players get third-party agreements? I don't know. There isn't. No. no, it depends though. It depends on, but it's got to be at arm's length, yes. and not organised by the club, and that's where it's murky. Otherwise, it's got to go into the cap. Okay, so said third-party yeah. agreements are they lodged with the NRL? Would the NRL be fully, 100%. and would they be fully across on the amount that each player is? Yes. Getting? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all of that has to be all of that has to be signed off by the NRL. Okay. And but it's this is the, this is the problem though, Fletch. It's yeah. a very very murky and grey area. So if we're sitting there and talking about parity across the seventeen teams, yep. that's where it gets that's get that's where it gets tricky. Because if you're a club like the Broncos, up yep. until the Dolphins came in this year, they had a, basically a, a monopoly on on you know the third parties that they can engineer. In Brisbane, in one city. But isn't that just which we were just talking earlier about Penrith and uh, how big their junior base is, and that's such a great advantage to them. Isn't it the clubs that are who who are well run and have a powerful board? Isn't that just good management for them? So when you say it's not even across the board, well, it's because those other clubs like the Brisbane and and obviously the Dogs and Chooks, yeah. isn't that yeah. their advantage? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. I, look, I look, and, and the Roosters are a great example. Like they've got an absolutely diminishing junior um, football base, but their clubs, they're the most secured club in the competition. They've got a hundred, a net worth of one hundred and fifty million dollars. Nick's a genius with all the property that he's brought up yep. in the last sort of ten to fifteen years to safeguard the club's future. They've just started up that big academy where they're all where those play, those young players are housed at, at Kingscliff. Um, yep. Sorry, Kingsford, not Kingscliff. Kings that was going to be, no, that would have been that'd be remote. Long way, long way to training. I hope the trains are working. I mean, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't be bad, would it? If you, a young Roosters, <laughs> Roosters player living on the Gold Coast, it'd be great. Um, 
but that's that's where they that's where a, a well-run club um, like the Roosters get by by not having the juniors that they have. They also have a pretty influential board and, and chair yeah. that can help uh, and, and coach that can lure players in. So. So that's yeah, why when, when other fans exactly so when other when other fans heads fall off because they go oh the Roosters have signed this bloke this bloke yeah. this bloke they are doing it within the rules of of the NRL salary cap and is that do you know like a club for example how much they're spending on third uh, party would you have any it's re- no it's hard it's, it's it, you know what it's really it's a tricky. It's a tricky area. They won't. They won't disclose it. I no. reckon they should. Yeah. Well, that, but that's yeah. more important they, they, to disclose than Correct. the player values. Correct. Because they could, you could work it out. Then, you, then you can say, okay, well, they are spending more than St George because they've done a good job of getting third parties. Whether we know the value of the players is irrelevant. Mm. It, it is so Be- irrelevant because you know how we we a couple of years ago, or well, not ten years ago, the NRL was saying that they brought in a rule saying if you wanted to sign James Tedesco for forty four hundred thousand, mm. they went nah. He's deemed to be a player on eight hundred thousand. Yep. So you couldn't do that old shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, I, I agree. The third party is more important than the contract because then you can see. I know there was a, a club, a southern club. As far that, as for the for the fans for knowing, the fans, yeah, yeah, for sure. But whether the fans need to know or not, you know, that's a, that's another uh, another argument. But a southern club, I was speaking to the coach about eight years ago. And he was, we were talking about exactly this. And he said, well, Club A, they're spending about one and a half million on it. We, we've only got a hundred grand. So he just said, my hands are tired of going out and getting another player. Because managers, the first thing they asked is, well, what can, what's the third party agreements? They can't get rid of it. No. Hey, Webby, just before you go. It's hard to enforce. So that's the other thing too, trying to enforce it. just before you go, Webby, no doubt we'll be talking about this next Monday because it's a very tricky situation. Uh, and this is on the HIAs. Yeah. Why do we need to have a bloke stripped in his gear waiting to be activated into the game? If we're a game of entertainment, shouldn't who cares how many are on the bench? Have as many as you want on the bench, but still keep it the eight interchange. And, and say in the event that a halfback goes down and hurts his leg, don't we want for the betterment and the entertainment piece of the game to be able to have a young halfback sitting there bringing him on. Why do we need this stupid activation clause? I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, just if, have as but many I, as you want there and we don't need to activate anyone. And if there's a HIA, and the other thing is with HIA to avoid the rort, you must, you must when you come back on the field, so long as the player who came on for you is still on the field, you must take that same player off. You can't be taken off a player who's been on the field for an hour and he was wanting to come off anyway. Like those two things, Webby, is, doesn't that just fix the whole thing? You think so. It does. It does. It does. But I just, it's like, I mean, you know, I wrote the story a few years ago and Parramatta hated it, but the NRL investigated Parramatta because they seemed to, because big props seem to be coming off at the 20 minute mark uh, regularly with HIAs. Um, so while ever there's, uh, well, ever the this system is in place, coaches are going to try and find a way to mm. get an advantage out of it. They used to do the same thing. They used to do the same thing with the head bin in the eighties. Yeah, and the blood bin. Remember the clubs had had the yeah, blood bin capsules. Yeah. So you whack one in your mouth and just squeeze it, bite down on it, yeah. and you're bleeding from the mouth. That, right, blood bin. That's right. But but in awesome. simplest form, Brian. So this is how it works. So you've got a head bin, HIA. Yeah, I'm cooked. I'm I come good. on for you. Yeah. Webby has been on since kickoff. 
right? And what where, happens? Where, where's is, Webby playing? Web, Webby's just where, screaming where he, six. Where, six? Lay, laying the foundation. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, you're up front. Yeah. You're in the engine room. So Webby's dead. What do you think? Like a winger? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, you've been doing. Henry's on. So yeah, yeah. That's Henry right. calls on, and that's just right, Webby's Bush. whack. So Webby's desperate to come off, right? But then when I come back onto the field, you come back onto the field, you take Webby off, and then it's you and I back. It's it's so obvious just to take me back off. Yes. And well, then if you want to use your interchange, that's how you get Webby off. You can't. It would be so easily fixed. Okay. Well, you're an ideas man. Get involved. Yeah, I, Get involved. You anyway. are you are an ideas man, sugar, aren't you? Yeah, too many probably. You think, you think, A- anyway, do you sleep at night? <laughs> yes. You, I reckon you're up you at just thinking. I've got plenty more. Don't worry about should, it, boys. You should do. A, you should write a book. Yeah. I'll, after I finish pen, I'll do you. Yeah, yeah, it'd be riveting stuff, wouldn't it? My ideas. Uh, good on you, Webby. Hey, Webby. We look forward to morning glory Webby, tomorrow. Just, just on this, just on uh, when you're moonlighting as a journo. Yes, are you? Yes. Are you? Um, you know, I mean, as a writing a, a writing oh, a book, do you have to get yeah. uh, permission from the Sydney Morning Herald to write the book? Yeah, yeah, it's sort of. Oh, well, he did until you raised it. Yeah, I've written, I've written eight. I've written eight of them now. So yeah, I'm just wondering. They sort of just know that they know that's my thing. And but if I but I always out of courtesy tell them that I'm going to go and work for. SEN or mm. yeah, and what about do you get commission if they sell over a certain amount of copies? Yeah, this one I will. Okay. Cameron Smith, the Cameron Smith book I wrote with him. Oh, that, that's oh, my bonus only just kicked in. Usually bonus, not commission. So. Bonus, sorry, if you hit a certain amount. Yeah, of... so won't you be yeah, whipping the dolphins hard? Yeah, per, that's per why he's up sometimes it's yeah, sometimes it's commission per book. Sometimes it's a, a bonus, okay. depending on. Depending on the deal. Yeah, let's talk. I've got a. I want to. Did you do a, a book? I want a book. Did you do a book, Fletch? No, I didn't. But I, sh- I could do one. I mm. want to do one on my deathbed. Let's. Let's do one. Let's no, do I can't. It'd be two heckos. It'd be no. no you you Imagine two it. have to do Imagine a book, it. and you got to do it like um. Two heckos. No, you you've, you and Webby have to do a book, mm. right? But it's got to be done like, um, what was that book? At a bar. No, better be dead for quids. Oh, Les Norton. Les Norton. Yeah. You've got to do the Les Norton edition for Rugby <laughs> yeah. League, Webby and, and Bearshead. Yeah. Well, be well look, when I did Cameron Smith, we sat in his backyard and drunk green tea, like, for day Oh, yeah, you won't be drinking that. You know where we're going, Webby. You know exactly where, where we're going, that place <laughs> that down at, uh, what was the name of that joint? Uh, the Hyde Park House. Yeah. Slim's rooftop. No, I was, yes. I was thinking the I was thinking the Las Vegas Hotel in the Cross. Oh, oh yes, that's even better. otherwise known as the Jedi Bar. Oh, yeah. Anyway, God. bring it up tomorrow and 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 with the boys and see if there's merit in a Les Norton style rugby league book. You'd have Fletch. You'd have Matty. You'd have so many characters who could fill that book. I'm calling my publisher right now. Beautiful, all right. beautiful. Webby, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Thanks, Webby. We'll tune in tomorrow, mate. We appreciate you. That Good was Ma- that was Ma- Matty Cavallo's shoe salesman's escort, wasn't it? It was. Beautiful work.